0: Yo, what up, Bricago? We have a short and sweet joint for you this week. Get ready. Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness, because we are the culture. Welcome to Bricago, y'all. What's good, Brocago? What's up? This is Khalif Adams, host of the Spawn Me podcast. I'm so happy to have you here, rocking with us this week and every week. Super excited to be talking to you all about some really cool things that we have in store for our show. This week is a very short show. We're just gonna do uh, a, a fantastic interview uh, with someone that you're going about to meet. Um, but first, before we get into any of that stuff, we have to give a huge shout out to our wonderful folks over at Team Liquid for sponsoring the Spawn of Me podcast for the month of September. Have to give them a whole bunch of love for uh, uh, repping us super hard. They've been doing some really fantastic work in terms of giving us love uh, throughout the week coming into our twitch streams making sure that we're getting love and and doing all that kind of stuff um and it's been really nice to be able to again have those folks in our in our corner uh doing that work and popping in and out of stuff and and celebrating the wins that we've been getting of late uh that has been pretty fantastic um in that respect uh speaking about a whole bunch of wins. Again, if you missed last week's episode, uh, you got to hear the conversation about that initial uh, partnership. We're in week two of that uh, dope stuff happening. Um, and again, <clears throat> if you missed that episode, it was a pretty damn good episode. But we got a chance to talk about a lot of different things, including some information that we're gonna talk about in our upcoming episode this Thursday, which again, you need to be here in the chat this week. This week, you need to be in the chat. You need to be here, you need to be hanging out, you need to be watching all the stuff because we have a huge announcement to share um, that is bigger than the Reebok one, bigger than the Team Liquid one, um, and changes the future of Spawn on Me in a very, very profound way. So uh, remember and please come through Thursday night, 7 p.m. PST. Uh, Actually, we might be doing it around 6 uh 6 p.m pst i think we'll be moving it up a little bit um to make sure that we get uh everyone involved who, who are going to be involved <clears throat> with that show uh specifically um so again really cool stuff happening uh Reebok stuff Team Liquid stuff uh this week was very special um i had the uh the, the wonderful chance to participate um, in the Black and Gaming Awards, in multiple layers, um, the folks over at Big have constantly and always been in my corner. They have given me so many different ways to involve myself within the industry through, um, you know, the fireside chats that would happen at GDC. I hosted that for like three to four years. Um, you know, connecting me with so many different developers and so many wonderful Black voices and Black people in the space. It's been a really fantastic a couple of years within the, you know, us, us doing coordinated efforts to get things done. This past week though, um, you know, if you were watching this stuff during the weekend or, or during PAX Online, um, we had the wonderful ability to cross off some bucket list items this week. Um, I have always wanted to expand what Spawn On Me is going to be in multiple different angles. I think one of the things that I've always wanted to do uh, because I've seen other people kind of you know go down that route has been, I've always wanted to be or make Spawn of Me a more visual thing. I've wanted it to always have this visual component that set itself apart, that made it seem different than what you would get from a normal podcast. One of the angles that I've kind of hit during COVID was producing shows for other people. So I've done shows for Um, a couple of uh, nonprofit organizations. I've been working with the Soze Foundation back in New York uh, who have had their hands in multiple pots. So we've done streams that have been around uh, voter registration, uh, getting out the vote in New York. Um, I was lucky enough to produce a show uh, that featured Trayvon Martin's mother, uh, Sabrina Fulton, um, and and uh, Miss Tina, Beyonce's mom. Um, so I've been doing a lot of different things. I have my hands in a lot of different pockets. One thing I've always wanted to try to figure out kind of stems from the Game Awards, um, Jeff Keeley has been in that space doing that work for a very long time. Every year it gets better. It's gotten now to this point where it's the premier video game award show um, in lots of different ways. And one thing that I've always wanted to do was try to figure out a way to infuse something like that kind of uh, award show with blackness, with hip hopness, with hip hop culture, with black culture. Um, And the first step in that direction kind of happened this past week. Um, we I was I was offered the ability to produce and edit uh, the Black and Gaming Award show um, featured, Amazing nominees and winners from Sarah Bond over at Xbox to Reggie Fils-Aimé, uh formerly of Nintendo. You know Kimberly Bryant, who who runs Black Girls Code. Uh, Keisha Howard, who runs Sugar Gamers. Christopher Judge, uh, voice of Kratos. Uh, lots of different folks in that space. Um, you know that are that are pillars of our gaming industry when it comes to the Black community and being able to produce that show and host it with the homie uh head of DNI over at Niantic Inc., Trinidad Hermita. It was a really surreal couple of, of of weeks. Uh it probably happened all in probably two weeks of getting the show concept together, editing the show, producing the show, recording my snippets with with Trinidad, doing all that work. Um and I can't front, like I have the bug again of wanting to figure out what we're gonna be able to do in that space and make that thing real. Um in a real way. So expect me to be trying to do more of that in these spaces um, and seeing if I can cross off that actual bucket list item of making the dopest, blackest, we are the culture version of, an, of a gaming award show that features us, that showcases us, that gives us the props that we deserve. Um, and it was really nice to be able to go into the the big Twitch, uh, Twitch chat and see so many wonderful faces, be really excited. Not only for, um, you know, you know me, me winning a thing, and some other stuff in that space, but also being able to, um, you know, just see how excited people were about the prospect of doing all that work. Um massive shout out as as well to that fam who just showed up on on screen Eli Harris who is brilliant at what he does in the VO space. He is he is fantastic. He's amazing at what he does. Make sure you go check out his work if you are in the gaming industry and are listening to this show right now, hire that man for your work uh because he is brilliant at what he does and he's he will bring nothing but good things to your project. I, 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 working with him was one of the best parts of this project for sure. And, and working with Trinidad as well uh, was was brilliant and it was super fun. So um, I'm gonna see if we can get a copy of that to showcase on our own Twitch channel. I think it deserves more views and deserves more eyes. Uh, so I'll find out from the folks over at Big about that um, and see what the deal is with that. So um, stay tuned for that. Uh, this week, our show is gonna be pretty short. Uh, we're just gonna run an interview that we did with our friends over at Terrible Posture Games. So um, I had found out about a game called Three Out of 10, uh, which was free on the Epic Game Store. Um, and I was trying to figure out what it was. And I was like, this looks kind of cool just from the art style and, and it looks kind of fun. So basically what Three Out of 10 is it's a it's, a, it's a, like game version of a sitcom. Um, and I didn't know what that meant until I got a chance to play it. And I think when you hear this interview, you'll get a better idea of what the game is trying to be. You'll get to hear from the creative director himself, or well, actually the person who runs uh, Terrible Posture Games, Jeremy um, and hear directly from the horse's mouth about what they're trying to go for with this game, how they're dealing with comedy and dealing with comedic timing in a place that's interactive and that kind of stuff, which is, which is super cool. Um, So, you know, take a second, hang out for a little bit and uh, enjoy this wonderful interview that we're gonna have with Joe. uh, And we'll be right back after this. Welcome everybody here in Bracago here on Spawn On Me. We have a very, very cool interview. I've been playing this game three out of 10 uh, for the past couple of days. And you might've seen it on my birthday stream that we did on Twitch. And I'm sure that you had as much fun as I did getting a chance to play it and you checking it out and having fun with it. But today we have one of the devs on the game, Joe Mirabello,
1: super excited to have you rocking with me today. How are you doing? Thanks, uh, I'm I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, I should say, I guess I'm the the one of two directors on the project, uh, three directors actually. We've got ah. animation director, creative director, tech director. I am the creative director. I'm also the, the founder and CEO of Terrible Posture Games. And uh, yeah, the whole team we're super psyched about uh, being able to share three out of ten with people, we think it's a fun project, and we're we're excited to see what everyone has thought. I'm I'm sorry,
0: I got your I got your title wrong. That is that is
1: definitely my bad
0: on that respect. I apologize for that.
1: Oh, that's fine. My title is changing all the time. It seems like it's like whatever I need to be on this project, it changes. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So I I am super excited about not only snagging you for the show, but I remember seeing a good friend, uh, Josh Silverman uh, you know, podcast brethren in that way, who is uh, now doing PR uh, on your game. And I yeah. saw this and he, he kind of poked me and was like, Hey, this is a thing that you should check out because I know you, I know you love stuff like this. Um, and he was like, the first three episodes are, are out and they're free. Go check it out. And let me know what you think. And the first thing I noticed was just how, like from the trailer, the the first thing I noticed was just how smart and funny this project is um give the folks oh, well, at you <laughs> give, give the folks at home who might not have gotten a chance to check it out a little bit of info about what three out of ten is
1: sure okay so three out of ten is uh, we've been calling it a playable sitcom it is literally like you've been dropped into the middle of a show um like a half hour sitcom um and you're actually kind of uh, met with uh, a lot of different kinds of mini games as you go. A lot of different variety of different kinds of gameplay mixed in with all of these cutscene things. So uh, the general story is that you play uh, as one of many different developers. It changes from episode to episode and you're exploring the story of the world's worst video game studio where they have never made a game that has ever scored ever above a three out of ten. So that's where the title comes from. And so Mm -hmm. you're you're working through the day-to-day antics of game development very realistically portrayed, by the way, um as the team struggles to try and get that elusive four out of ten or, you know, or something better than three out of ten at least. Um, but yeah, it's kind of this weird mix of like cutscene and gameplay and exploration. Uh it's the project is designed so that you could play it just over a lunch break in like 30 minute bursts. You could kind of just dip in and dip out real quick, enjoy a whole episode, which is each episode is standalone. Um, they do kind of connect together with a larger story, but it's really meant to be super easy to just kind of, kind of wade right in, enjoy something, and then be like dipping back out to either work or family or other games. It's like we want to be really respectful of the player's time, and we also want to really surprise them. So you will never be sure where the episode is going to go, and we try and make sure that we delight you wherever we can, whether or not it's with a silly humor or if the kinds of games that you play. Um, so I. I I think by the time people see this all five of the first season, it's going to be out and so they can experience some of the really wacky stuff. The latest episode is some really, really wacky stuff. Um, and uh, we like to think that uh, at every step of the way, we're keeping the player on their toes and uh, they're never sure really what they're going to see when they dive in. They just know that they're going to have a good time and, and uh, be able to enjoy themselves for that, that block of time.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, so not going in with any expectations, I was like, all right, so what is this going to wind up being? Just the animation style, like the way she walks on screen is brilliant. She's like high-waisted pants, like super stri- and super, super long and, and lanky, and just like these strides are amazing that she takes throughout the scene. It's It's brilliant. It's super funny.
1: Thanks. We had a lot of fun kind of figuring out what the art style is going to be. I mean, we yeah. wanted something that we could do quickly. And we wanted something that was kind of this mix of un- of like 2D and 3D. Um, and we really were interested in exploring uh, 2D-style animation within 3D environments, but then also kind of doing whatever we could to make the animation possible inside of Unreal, everything was inside of Unreal. It doesn't really look like a conventional Unreal game. But under the hood, we're doing a lot of cool trickery that you normally would only see in kind of uh, AAA A games in order to kind of like bring the iteration time of these episodes as fast as possible. We're doing a lot of cool, fun tech art stuff, and one of them is that one of the things is that rig. Um, and uh, it's really cool to see like how far we've been able to push it. The animators have had a lot of fun doing stuff with it, um, and we never, you know, like normally a cartoon would kind of be animated in another program, maybe even edited in an editing program after everything's been kind of animated. Uh, and we just do everything right inside of Unreal. That's and interesting. That's, uh, that's... Yeah, we never touch for uh, animation. Uh, you know, we'll do some 3D huh. props in Maya or whatever. But when it comes to the animation, all Unreal, and we built a bunch of tools to actually make that possible. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. We did a tech texturing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we did a tech stream for Unreal. If people are really curious about diving into the cool stuff we've been tinkering with, it's uh, we've had a lot of fun doing with it, doing, dealing with it. And I haven't done any of the tech uh, for this particular project. Yeah. So I can. Gloat totally about it and not feel like I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about the awesome tech people on the project with me, and they've done some really cool stuff uh, in oh. terms of, of making it fun to build these episodes.
0: I would oh. love to hearing that and, and and knowing how good all that stuff looks and feels. I, I'm dying to know if there's ever going to be like a behind the scenes kind of like how you did some of that stuff.
1: I know some of that. Well, the, that's like, what that tech stream is. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to answer any questions if you want to know. But like, uh, yeah, it's. I will say it's a lot of fun to make, and you know, I really hope that someday the world goes back to being uh, normal and having events again. And maybe there's like a GDC talk for the team or something in there because there's a lot of fun, Ooh. cool things. And yeah, you can, could be neat to share it. I would um, love that
0: because again, like it's a thing that stands out immediately when you play, uh, and it feels like it, it, it. You never feel like you're being taken out of any spaces, and and feeling like you're. It, nothing feels disconnected. It all feels very, very smartly. Uh, piece together and everything uh, even in the small little gestures of like, you know, how a person That's good to hear. How a person's like head tilts back and it has like this kind of like uh, uh, articulation that goes along in then joints that feels really cool and, and smart. I
1: and mean, it right. is very like puppetry. It's all done with like yeah. puppet style animation, but um, you know, like one of the reasons we did everything inside of Unreal as opposed to ever touching um, Maya for animation or, you know, another 3D animation tool is that we wanted it to be very, what you see is what you get, and very iteration friendly right there. And so we have kind of a cool system we built. For those that don't know, the animation in this game is kind of a it's it's 2D in a 3D world, but you have 2D with sprite switching, kind of like the old school Doom, where mm. if you walk around a thing, it like switches angles. So if you imagine trying to animate a walk, and then you have to animate it in multiple views, you get some cool tech problems to solve. Uh, but the result is that we can end up with something that you have these really stylistic looking 2D cutscenes. That you can then jump right into an explore phase with the same kind of rigs, and then jump right into the different kinds of gameplay, and it's all you know very seem very we we like to think very seamless. Um, and uh, you know, occasionally we'll do something funny for one of the games, but for the most part, we can use that same system all the way throughout the game and kind of keep it as a uh, what you see is what you get kind of system. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just seeing
0: like uh you know the characters kind of move in the foreground and background feels like it has this kind of parallax thing where, it, you know, maybe that's probably the wrong word for it, but it, the foreground background stuff is done really, really well in the way it kind of kind of looks. Um, nice. Thanks. Yeah, it's the other fun thing, to make. Yeah, it's super cool. Like, I, again, I, I when I go back into it, I'm just like, ooh, that just it just feels it, it makes me feel like my 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 childhood of watching episodes of like Doug, but like with way better tech uh, in that. We way. will totally take that, you know what I mean? And I love that show, um, but it, but it has that kind of feel and vibe to it in, in some in some ways. Um, I want to dig into the comedy of this game because it is hard to, especially when you're doing comedy in a game where you have. Let's be honest, a lot of the gaming community is jaded as fuck. Uh,
1: so, <laughs> so so uh, um,
0: yes, so it's hard. It's hard to to nail that kind of stuff in a way that feels smart and feels like. Um, not overbearing but also doesn't feel like it's uh like it's trying to to dig into too many pots and and, and be everything for everyone um i love the fact that you nailed that stuff like the little Thanks. inside jokes for for gamer stuff there was some uh some conversations about uh sharks that i found to be brilliant <laughs> and really well done um I, i'm curious about you and the team kind of going about that in that concept from the beginning of like we want to make this, this, this animated game that's a sitcom in the same way, but how are your, how are your own personal relationships to comedy uh, kind of
1: influencing and, and, and developing alongside the game? Okay, so this one I can speak a little bit more, I guess, intimately about, because I'm the one who does m- the vast majority of the writing. Um, so uh, me and the magic ingredient is probably uh, 3 a.m. Um, I find that writing uh, the day before a deadline at 3am makes a lot of interesting things happen Um, but that said um, it's also there's comedy is tough and I'm still learning a lot I have a lot left to learn especially when it comes to comedy and sitcom like the episodic structure Um, and I'm getting better with every episode I feel like but um, through my entire life I've noticed that there's been a lot of general kind of pull over the years more towards comedy that's based off of superiority mm. um, and based off of ridicule and it, that struck me as never really what was funny it's either it's either ridicule or based off of some kind of feeling of superiority I guess and and I've even seen talks about that where they're like all oh, comedy needs to be based off of a feeling of superiority versus you know putting something down and I feel like that's you know, they're always talking about punching up or punching down, And I feel like that's not really where the comedy base is. Mm. Like for me, the core of what things, what I find to be funny is uh, surprise. Um, I feel like if you send a player down one road or send the, the, you know, you say the, the other party, the, the reader, the listener, the watcher, the player, whatever you want to call them down one road, and you suddenly change courses in a way that is surprising uh, and delightful, you get a com- comedic reaction. Um, and so, You know, I feel like that that is the backbone behind comedy and even superiority humor, you Mm. know, making fun of somebody or something that fits within that framework. Um, Because, you know, the best insults are usually ones that surprise you because they come out of nowhere left field, you know. Mm. Um, And so, like, I feel like you can kind of reduce comedy to basically surprise. And when I looked at it like that, I was like, okay, so. All of a sudden, that explains why something like Monty Python works for me. Mm-hmm. Half of Monty Python's jokes are based off of absurdity. Half of Douglas Adams's jokes are based off of absurdity, um, and that was the kind of stuff that really resonated with me. As opposed to, you know, you know, someone like, you know, uh, you, you take any stand-up comedian that that pops up on, and they're usually making fun of something or poking fun of even just a systemic thing. Uh, as opposed to, you know, I can say from memory my favorite comedic joke. Uh, is is probably something from Hitchhiker's Guide, which I think to be <laughs> filled with a lot of brilliant jokes because it's like, you know, they're filled with, you know, twists of word plays or twists of, of a punchline or twists of just logic. You mm-hmm. know, like, uh, what is the one I like the most? Um, there's a line, w- and the line is something like this. The whale hung in the air, which is already kind of a weird thing to say. <laughs> like, the whale hung in the air exactly the same way that bricks don't. And I'm just like, all right, okay that's funny and it kind of twist it leads you along one way and then twists it off in another way and that yeah. is kind of like the, the backbone for what I think is funny so sorry to, to go on a soapbox there for a minute but no I, no, no I, I, I try love to that. kind of base a lot of my humor in that kind of universal can we bring something to the player and then change that expectation whether or not it's gameplay or uh, a joke or a throwaway line um, but yeah I mean I'm, I'm really getting better and that's just kind of like a theory of, I'm kind of building up in my in my uh my spleen? I don't know where you built those things but <laughs> it's 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 in there somewhere around right. the medulla oblongata and then yeah around. there's a there's a, a humorous <laughs> bone i think it's somewhere in your leg i don't know
0: <laughs> i mean the thing i and, but, and i'm happy to hear you say that because it, there is a, a a tendency to always go mean with with not only comedy now but also with the way the internet works and a lot of that stuff like people love to dig into that side of the fence more than um, what I what I think of three out of ten is
1: like cheeky snark. In in yeah, we're making fun of ourselves. It's, yeah. it's like tongue in cheek. Hopefully, it's done affectionately.
0: Yes, and um. I feel like that's the part that I love about it. Is it? It, it feels good humored in lots of the, lots of the ways. That when I when I played through it, I was like, oh, this could have gone this other way, and they chose specifically not to do that version of it, and it feels like it still hits really well. And it feels like it endears you to the characters in a way that 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 makes you actually really like them, each in their individual you know pockets of what they do for the rest <laughs> of the story and for the rest of the ensemble, which I which I appreciated. Um, and felt like nice. you you, you kind of nailed that part of it and made me care a lot about the interns. As a thing, that's a part of the conversation. As like, and again, I'm not going to go into a lot of it because I want people to actually experience the game and, and see why that conversation is important. But like, even a commentary on a thing that is a well-known kind of gaming industry trope, uh, and not actual trope, actual thing that happens. But like, you 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 took that idea um, and handled it with care, which was which was nice uh, to be able to see. Uh, that be in the game and 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 talk about those those kinds of things the you know the conversation around game development has has been wrought with a lot of different conversations in the past couple of years and all that stuff yeah but i think i think that the what i love about this kind of tongue-in-cheek part of what you all have done has been also it feels like you're all having you know self-commentary about your own experiences within these games through these characters
1: too um, I mean, a uh, little for, bit. I mean, there are, yeah. we all have a little bit of the, I mean, every, every gamer out there has a little bit of the uh, jaded, I've seen everything kind of hardcoreness <laughs> to them. And then, you know, we've all got a little bit more of the fun loving, like, I just, I just want to play whatever's cool and new and hot or, you know, like, I think, I feel like we all are multiple different kinds of gamers, depending on what we're seeing. So, yeah, yeah I mean, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I hopefully
1: God, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, hopefully the different personas are kind of universal enough that people can kind of feel like there's a lot of variety there. That's something else I'm getting better with as I as I continue to improve where we're going with the, the story, basically. Yeah,
0: I mean one of the one of the first things that my my wife walked in when I was playing the game and she was like, "Oh, I'm so uncomfortable with the boss not having shoes on." <laughs> and
1: I was yep, like, yeah, and that's totally a thing. It's like that's, totally a that's thing. that. Okay, that didn't happen to me, but that's based off of a real story. Uh, that was something my brother. Uh, And I won't call out which CEO it was because the CEO may still be some powerful CEO somewhere, but it it was like a, not even in the game industry, it was a different industry, but a tech industry. And the dude would walk around with a suit and just no shoes, just bare feet walking around. And it's just like, okay, all right. And it it always stuck with me. He told me about this and I was just like, that is the sign of a really kind of like off in his own world, kind of I own everything here in front of me. Mm-hmm. I, it, something about it says like like I'm something about it felt audacious to me. Yeah,
0: it's it is one of those things of just in a like, gross way. <laughs> yeah, like this is my domain and you, I'm letting you live here, kind of stuff, that kind, kind of, of yeah. feel, uh, which which I totally get and, and also grosses me out too because I've had a boss like that too, so it's, it's weird. It's like I wonder if they on, have like just... a boss class that, that's like, hey, if you want to really connect with your employees, don't wear shoes. <laughs>
1: Right, come on! You know what people—real people—don't do. Real people don't wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, madness! Oh, all right. It's madness, but it is a
0: thing that, again, like that character for who that character is, it makes so much sense for for that persona and that character to to to, to vibe in
1: that way uh, while he's in those spaces. It, it was it's well, good. Really I'm well. glad you picked up on that. There's there's a lot of weird things like that in the. In fact, I worry that we've kind of gone too far with a lot of the weirdness, but. Uh, at the same time, it's, it would be disingenuous if it weren't weird because we're a weird studio. So no, I love it. I love it. It's super cool in that, in that respect. I love that part.
0: I'm really curious also because of the way you've decided to, uh, launch these episodes, like, again, this is episodic content. Um, and you've waited, you know, again, this, by the time this is out, all the episodes would have been out, but if you're in the normal cadence, you would have had to have waited a week to get the next show. I'm curious about the thought around that too, because that's 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 risky in some ways. But it, it also, is.
1: It's also different.
0: <laughs> yeah, and exactly, it's it's super different. I haven't seen that happen a lot in the industry when it comes to stuff like this. I'm curious to hear. You know, what was the conversations in in the room when you decided to go that route?
1: Well, okay, uh, I I don't think I've ever seen other than than three out of ten, and not to toot our own horn, but I don't think I've ever seen a game go. Episodic narrative weekly, like mm. a TV show of yesterday. I don't think I've ever seen it being done. Mm. Um, and uh, was, I wasn't really sure how it was going to work out because you know you're talking about basically distributing a launch over many weeks, basically. Mm. Um, but it's also a little bit more true to kind of how we were hoping people would interact with the project, which is looking forward to it coming out, diving into it, similar to people watching your stream or your or your podcasts, or you know, like they expect it to come out a certain day and then tune in. Um, and I was curious to see whether or not that would be a, uh, a thing that people would kind of like, whether or not a hype train could be built off of that kind of structure. And in order to achieve that, you needed to have something that was smaller, a real bite sized type, uh, type of content. So that's where this like shorter narrative idea came about. And uh, whether or not it would even work in, involved trying to find a partner who would actually Buy onto the idea and be like, "Yeah, this is an interesting experience we've never seen, like an ex- mm. interesting experiment," and uh, and that's when when you know we we pitched this to Epic and they were just like, "Yeah, we we haven't really seen this ever." Um, so you know, I can't speak to what was going on you know behind uh, Epic's mindset there, sure. but they at least were intrigued enough to be like, "Okay, this we see this as an experimental thing that is uh, a noble thing to promote on our store," and so they have, um, which has been fantastic, um, yeah. and they've. Uh, they've, they've certainly been along for the experimental ride of this thing. And it's been, uh, a lot of fun to kind of just see just people waiting for the episode every week as it's dropped. It's been, uh, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, having like going through the first three and then
1: having to wait. And I was like, yo, what, what, like, you can't just leave me here. Well, now you get the fourth one, which, uh, the fourth one is, uh, a lot of people seem to really like the fourth one i think the third one is my favorite the battle royale one uh, mm-hmm. so i think that's my favorite mm-hmm. uh the, the fifth one though i will say this the one the last one uh has probably the geekiest game joke i've ever made in a game <laughs> I'm excited now that I've heard so, you tease that out, yeah, anyway. and it's just like front and center, very first scene. It's just like, oh, is that where you're going with the show? Okay, Joe. All right. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, and let's let's dig into that because I think that that is a really important part of this of this particular game is the fact okay. that you mash up these narrative bits with so many different and smart and cool. Like, I don't know how, how do you all talk about the the game parts of the the game because like I don't. It, I don't want to call it a mini game because that feels weird to call it a mini game because it. But I don't know. I don't know if there's like a negative connotation towards mini games, but it's uh, like, we don't know
1: either. Uh, they're just gameplay. I mean, yeah. sometimes the gameplay that we kind of treat them as, as so the whole project is a love letter to this industry, mm. the whole project thrown through. through. Um, but the games within themselves are also a love letter to design. And so mm. uh, occasionally, um, and we're getting better at this, but occasionally the, the mini games will be based off of uh, some of our favorite designs that we feel have been kind of dismissed over the years. Mm. Um, like we have kind of almost a mock of uh, of an old Game Boy game in the first episode, kind of like mm. a, a revival of one of, of, of this game that's kind of been forgotten. Um, occasionally there will be direct rips uh, of like our favorite boss moment. We'll be like, you know what? We really want to like bring that back and just people who have played that boss battle are gonna see this and they're gonna be like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh and so like the third episode mo- I haven't seen anybody called out directly yet so I don't I don't know if people are noticing these things but mm. like we tried really hard to mimic one of my favorite boss battles from the Super Nintendo era um and that's in the Battle Royale episode. Um, oh yes. Okay. I'm, okay. Um, I'm peeking back so, in like we'll like we'll here. kind of like reference uh, older games um specifically like classic games uh we'll reference uh um mechanics um, Or we'll just try and do experiments. We'll be like, you know what, we have never seen, and this is an example, we're just making this up, and it's like, we have never seen a Tetris-based football game. Can we combine Tetris and football? Can we do that? And it's like, let's do it. (laughs) And so we'll treat them almost as these mini game jams to be like, we've got the story based around this scenario. Mm. Um, The people who are working on the design side will be like, um, which is, you know, sometimes myself, but it's actually mostly uh, uh, a trio of other people, quote, quattro, quattro, whatever. but uh, anyway, uh, I'll give them these elements from the story, and I'll be like, "Here, are you, here's your toy box. What could you build with these toys?" And uh, okay, uh, and then they'll, they'll be like, "Okay, I could make a, you know, I could make a visual novel out of that, or I could make an FPS out of that, or I could make a, uh, you know, like and a lot of different things." And they they make them, you know, we make them pretty quickly, and then we'll polish them up. And uh, that's actually another reason that this project is kind of a really good. Um, almost like a showpiece for developing in Unreal, because uh, mm. this kind of speedy iteration would not be possible without a couple of the tech uh, uh, backbones behind Unreal 4. Um, and, uh, and I assume Unreal 5 will have them too, because um, it's a, an iteration of the Engine. I haven't seen UE5 at all, but like I can't imagine they're going to get rid of Blueprint, which is their <laughs> awesome scripting language, um, right, right. visual scripting language. and. Uh, the only reason we're able to, to build out these games, to, to have such variety and such su- surprises and be all over the place in terms of the genres uh, is because of the, the, the tool chain we're using.
0: Yeah. Um, like one of the things that, that of course, there's like the main game that the, the team is building within this world. Um, <laughs> the I, I shark remember, game. Yeah, yeah, right, and it's like, you know, there's a section where you you, you test that that game out in the beginning of the game. And you you kind of go through builds throughout the episodes and all this kind of stuff and i was like oh my god this feels like tnc oh this is so great like that old nintendo game that i that i used to play with i had the 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 mini games and the the surfing and you kind of oh
1: okay i i saw okay i know what you're talking about though it was almost like the like a world games thing and it had like eight different like mini games i can't remember what ones were in it but i i played a few different ones of those. Like there was like an Olympics one, an American Gladiators one, and they did a bunch of different things like that.
0: Yeah, and it and it um, made me re- reminded me of that game, and I was like, oh, this is great! Like these folks who are making this game know and they understand, you know, all the homages to all those other other kind of series and games, and that and that was great too because it felt like it was a connective piece of uh, of, of gameplay that spoke to me as a player who was, again old, uh, but also, <laughs> but like it, it didn't feel. It felt like anybody else who was picking that up for the first time and hadn't had those experiences could absolutely have those that same kind of fun in those things without having to have remembered and reminisced about those things, too. And I think that that was a really cool um, thing that you added to 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 the overall feel of the game, too,
1: which I think is, is really, really cool. Um, Thanks. I mean, there are a lot of gag references and, and some of it's intentional. Some of it's just like, you know, we're going to lean on a trope and other games have leaned on those tropes enough that it has become a joke. So it's like we'll play into that joke, but like, we've tried our best to kind of make sure that the plot rarely revolves around that gag. Sometimes we've gotten better or worse at it, but like, you know, we want these things to be things that you discover, and the main story should be you know fairly accessible. Um, And then along the way, you'll see something and I'll be like, "Are they making a reference to my favorite game?" Uh They totally are, Uh and most people just never even notice it. It Just keeps on going right on by them, Um, and that's totally fine. Yeah, you feel like you've had a connection with the with the writers or with the creators uh, because of that, like a personal connection. Oh, totally, um,
0: and, I, and and that was the thing that that I came away from from playing because I you know playing the first three, and I was like, oh yeah, like these this crew gets me in a, in, a, in, a, in both a comedic <laughs> way and also in a in a kind of like gameplay, they understand the, the like things that I really appreciate within within game lore and, and and the gaming industry. Like even small things are just like you know walking around environments and because they're so beautifully done. Wondering like, oh, is that a thing I'm supposed to touch? Is that a thing I'm supposed to actually go near? Like, oh, there's ducks everywhere. Is this supposed to be a thing I'm supposed to touch? Like, is that? A duck? Yeah, ducks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's great because I again, it like it showcases the, the, the ability to be referential in that way while also, you know, adding your own flavor on top of all that stuff. So it's, it, it is really fun in that, in that respect uh, as well. So good, good job, good job in that, in, in, in doing that and making me feel like they understand me. They get me in lots of different ways. Um, <laughs>
1: Thank you.
0: When you think about, because we're almost out of time. Wow, this is flown. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about, you know, not only because you you you've knocked out these five episodes; those are all done. Um, yeah. You think about how you want to kind of expand this particular universe. One of the first things I thought of was, this would make such a dope Netflix cartoon. If there is a way to do some connective tissue between the game and some other IP property, or not IP property, but another platform in that way, have you all thought about you know what this? Oh, would there's a lot of different things into? we could do.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cool things we could expand into. Um, a lot of that depends on on how how much noise people make about it. I would yeah. love for people to make much more noise. Um, but uh, you know, it, where the future goes for this project is is you know we're working on more episodes now. So that's no secret, um, but we're also kind of being like, okay, now we've got something to prove that we know what we're doing, mm. um, and we've got something that proves that we have a tool chain that can do it well. So, what do we do with it? And and we're we've got a lot of different potential directions we could go, and we're excited about you know kind of uh, taking a peek down a lot of different roads. So that's a kind of a non-committal answer, but like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can see this thing having legs and going in a lot of different places, uh, either the story, the lore, the tech, the, our team together, uh, what we've been able to achieve as a team. I feel like uh, we're uh, the, the team that helped like put this game together. I mean, this is not just a one or two person project here. We're talking about, a you know, we're still small, but we're, we're talking about, you know, uh, a decent number of people. And yeah. um, it's... Uh, uh, like there's there's a lot of value in that camaraderie and teamwork that we built up together. So it's like, okay, cool. what Can we build? Yeah. It, it, so it, yeah, it, I'm excited it, to see where we go from here.
0: Yeah, and you know, before before we we let you go for for this episode, one, we absolutely have to try to see if we can get you back because I I sadly wanted to have you on for longer, but my nine to five job was like hell no. Um, <laughs> but I, I again, it speaks to the cohesion of your team too, where it feels like this this ragtag bunch of folks uh, who are in this faux studio, it feels like they are an extension of the real life folks who are working on this project in, in, in versions and forms and factors. Of course, they're <laughs> there, but it makes me want to learn more about the actual studio, seeing the folks who are working, you know, seeing the stories that are coming out of this game and seeing how they interact with each other. It, like, that is a rare thing to to accomplish. Where the the well thank you the game the people who are in this game the characters that are in this game make you care a lot more about not only development in that way but the folks who are making it so that's that's a that's a thing to hang your hat on for sure but I think uh, especially what I have found to be the most brilliant is this combination of art and tech and 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 f- and fun loving energy that feels good especially during a time where there isn't a lot of that in in the, the industry and in the world in general. It was really nice to dig into this world, have an escape and and actually just have like silly dumb fun, which was which was nice. That's a good
1: way to put it. Yeah, we are a silly dumb palate cleanser, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it was it, it is the best sorbet that you can have. Uh- <laughs> I will totally uh if that's my legacy, I will be the dumb sorbet. <laughs> I want,
0: that, that'll be somewhere in some marketing thing somewhere. It'll be hashtag dumb sorbet. Um, but Joe, seriously, man, thank you so much for taking time to hang out with us today. I, I, when I say I want to have you on for longer, please, uh, I will actually poke back out to, to the folks that make that happen. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, anytime, I, man. Because I really want to see how far this goes, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. And everybody at home. Please, please, please uh, make sure you check this out. Joe, let the folks know at home where they can go and and snag this and and, and experience it. Sure.
1: Okay, so there's multiple things I could go ahead and and pitch here real quick. Uh, The first, you can find all the links at 310.show. So that has everything kind of in one big place, 310.show. You can follow us at Twitter, at terrible posture. that's the name of the studio. Um, But if you go to the Epic Games Store, every single episode of uh, 3 out of 10 is there for free. Um, You do not need to pay any money to play this game. You can download all the episodes and try them out right now go to the Epic Game Store, go to the free games button. You'll see every episode there of 3 out of 10 ready to play. But yeah, 310.show has links to all this stuff. So www.310.show.
0: Cool. I'll be putting that stuff in all of our show notes on YouTube and on the podcast stuff as well. Again, everybody at home, this has been one of my favorite experiences of the year so far. I'll be honest about that. Like it is definitely really, really good. And you should be checking this thing out and giving uh, these folks some love. So uh, we'll be back right after this and we'll see you in a bit. Huge thank you to Joe Mirabello for coming through this week and hanging out with us, talking all about 3 out of 10. Again, at this point, all the episodes are out, so you should be able to play all of them in their entirety. Um, I would love to hear what you all think about 3 out of 10 because I've I've had a really fun time with it. I'm really surprised at how good it is and just how well all that stuff has come together within the world that they have built. Um, really hyped to see what they're going to do next and see if they can bring even more really fun, nice energy to the space with the games that they're making. Because again, we're, we're having all these things with COVID, having all these conversations with all the kind of negative energy that's in the space. And it was really nice to have like a, a breath of fresh air in terms of the games that I was playing in that, in that space, uh, for sure. Um, before we get up out of here, I have to say there's a couple of things that we did not get a chance to talk about during this episode. And I did that on purpose. Um, the information about the Xbox uh, Series X and Xbox Series S has come out. We have pricing on those things. Uh, all of that has gotten discussed during the week. Uh, we are going to talk about that on the live show uh, coming up Thursday. Uh, we're going to talk about those things specifically because the by that, by that point on Wednesday, on the 16th, uh, the PS5 will have had their announcement. So I want to bundle all that stuff together. So that it's not kind of disparate and separate and in all these different places. So I want to, it'll probably be a much longer show, uh, for next week on Thursday's live recording, but I think we'll be able to wrap up all those things that we've seen in the past couple of days and over the past week in a really nice bundle and be able to talk about that stuff for sure. So that's going to be very, very important. Um, I'm going to talk about this again, because this is happening this weekend, September 19th and 20th. Uh, we have. Spawn for good. We're gonna be doing it big for vote riders again. Uh, that's gonna be a, a big deal. So we're gonna be doing that uh, one more time. The fam, Sterling McGarvey, love you, fam. He came through and helped me help me uh, build this one out uh, during the week. Uh, probably tomorrow, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll we'll start talking about our lineup uh, of folks that we're gonna have. Or maybe we'll wait till Thursday. Maybe Thursday we'll wait and, and see what we're going to do about that to see where we're going to land in terms of share, sharing some of the dope streamers and content creators that you know and love who are going to be rocking with us, uh, raising some money for a good cause during the weekend. Um, and again, you know, massive shout out, massive love uh, to our wonderful, fro- wonderful friends over at Team Liquid for supporting us during this month of September. Uh, it has been, again, fantastic to have you all rocking with us. Um, and, and, celebrating your one year, uh, anniversary of your Marvel collection, which has been beautiful. If you see me rocking that stuff on the stream, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It looks real damn good. Uh, so make sure you're copying that stuff. Uh, if you go to TL.GG slash store and use the code spawn for a discount on some of that goodies, some of them's goodies over there, uh, is what you'll be able to do. So uh, again, thank you so much for the for for hanging out this week. Uh, again, apologies for the short show, uh, but there's a reason for that because this next show on on Thursday is gonna change Spawn on me f- in really big ways. Uh, so I will leave it at that for now uh, and give you all love before I get up out of here. But until then, much love. See you all Thursday, and peace.